Yes, indeed, we are awaiting your home improvement questions via text only. And I say that if you're just joining us, thank you for doing so. But uh, the reason it's just text is because our phone system is down. The phone lines are down, but the uh, the text uh, availability is active and working just fine. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm, I'm doing quite well. We are kind of running around a little crazy today and probably will be doing so uh, the rest of this weekend, at least until we can get the, uh, the system taken care of. But uh, we have plenty of time to answer our, uh, your home improvement questions via text. And that number, by the way, is uh, 651-989-9226. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction answering uh, those questions this morning. I wanted Danny, Andy do you to, know, when yeah. did the phone system go down? Um, the only reason I ask is because yeah. the amount of lightning strike calls that we're getting and people's houses that were affected mm. from that storm is, I haven't seen this many people that have had lightning strike their home or affect their electronics in, in a long time. That's interesting. I had not heard that, and I think uh, I think we suffered that loss yesterday sometime here at the station. I don't think it was lightning-related. However, I you know I couldn't swear, swear to it, but that's interesting. A lot of calls about that. Now, I wanted to ask you specifically about uh, your your neighborhood in Wisconsin. Uh, what were the storms like there? You know, uh, in in my in our direct area over here, um, we were a little south of the, the big stuff. We got a lot of rain, a little bit of wind damage, and there were some smaller, smaller hail. Uh, you get over like the, the Richmond area north of there, there was some more damage that was sustained there. Um, I uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on which way you look at it, I was actually uh, out of town. Uh, my son was back from college, and you know, he's a collegiate fisherman, so he was down in the cross fishing uh, a bass tournament, and the lightning storm came through there, and all, all these kids have their boats and stuff plugged in outside in a, in a hotel, Ooh. and there were two outlets that were fried. Wow. And uh, I, uh, we got to put some uh, good use to those new Milwaukee MX generators for, for charging purposes. And uh, boy, oh boy, they performed well. And you don't have to run cords. You can plug it right into your boat. And most importantly, you don't have to worry about the, the building getting struck by lightning and frying everything. Isn't that something? Well, I know you you have you at Lindis and Lindis uh, have, have uh, certain tips, and you've had to deal with insurance companies, you know, uh, considering, you know, storm damage on homes, whether it be mm-hmm. hail or whatnot. And and I know you have uh, some tips about that. What what What... Maybe you could kind of walk us through as we're waiting for more text. We're getting text messages right now. But what what should the homeowner do if indeed they have had storm damage? What's you know? Give us a, a list of things that we should do uh, to uh, get things fixed. Well, first and foremost, do not sign anything unless this is the person you know for sure you want to do the work. Those initial visits by contractors, they get, they, there's this, something called the contingency contract, any. And what they do is they try to get you to sign this, and it says, we're going to work for insurance proceeds minus a deductible, and if, if we get the insurance company to buy it, you have to use us. And then you start to find out things about the company. They stop returning the phone calls. They're taking a little bit longer, but you're kind of stuck using them. But that's not the worst of it. A lot of times when, when those companies are just doing it for insurance proceeds, Denny, they're going to do the cheapest roof they possibly can do so they can keep as much of that insurance proceeds as we possibly can. For me, I really don't care what the insurance proceeds are. 
no matter what. And I, and I try to tell this to my people. The insurance proceeds are what they are. Chances are the insurance company isn't going to fix the roof the right way. So no matter what, we have one way that will do the job, and that's going to be the best way we possibly can to make sure that uh, it, always, it lasts as long as it should. We're putting a 50-year warranty on the roof, Denny, so we're going to take every step possible to make sure that it lasts 50 years. And there are some corners you can cut. I mean, I, I was watching a roof get installed last week, and the underlayment was getting reused. Now, if you go over to my brother's uh, neighborhood just outside of Hudson, there's some really nice homes there. And every time I pull into that neighborhood, I look at the waviness of the shingles, and that's because somebody reused some underlayment at one point, or they put it on, there's a felt, and a lot of times that felt will start to shrink if it gets wet, and those waves come through the roof, and you're looking at a forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 roof that is really, really wavy. I had a text uh, earlier before the show began, uh, real early this morning, as a matter of fact, about uh, someone saying, I think I don't have it in front of me, and it's pages beyond us now, uh, a, ridge, a ridge vent shingles were, were blown off. Could, could that be on this person's house? It very well could be, yeah. You know, with the, how are those the attached? To, how, how are those attached? I should know this, but I don't. Well, they are, they, they're nailed, and then there's a glue strip on the actual shingles themselves. The problem uh-huh. is a lot of times when people put the ridge on Denny, there's specific nails that come themselves. The problem uh-huh. is a lot of times when people put the ridge on Denny, there's specific nails that come with the ridge. They're longer than the shingle nails. And if um, you don't change the nails in the nail gun and use the original nails, chances are you're not going to penetrate the roof deck nearly as much as you should, leading to where, you know, what would we get, 60, 70, maybe up to 90-mile-an-hour winds? Yeah, that that areas, should yeah. handle it. Our warranty covers that. So if anybody sustained wind damage in this last storm and has a golden pledge warranty from Linda's Construction, chances are we're not talking about insurance work here. We're talking about a warranty claim with GAF and... I'm telling you, I've had three warranty claims with them in, in my life, and they are the easiest warranty claims to deal with of any manufacturer, bar none, and it's not even close. And quality products, too, bar none, yeah. quality. Uh, Andy, we need to take a quick break here, and then we'll invite our listeners. We have texters already, and that's the only way we can get in today. If you're just joining us here on CCO, the uh, phone system is down, but we are accepting your uh, text questions via Text at uh, 651-989-9226. You have any kind of a home improvement question, bring it to us right now. Don't wait. Andy Lindis will field those for you here at 651-989-9226. 64 degrees on CCO. We're heading to the mid-80s and a lot of smoke out there. You stay with us. And a good Saturday morning to you, the final one for the month of July and uh, the final day in July. Uh, Denny Long here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction answering your home improvement questions via text only because of down phone lines, I'm sorry to say. But if you have any kind of a home improvement type of question, send the text at 651-989-9226. I hear, I, hear, I don't think it's Santa but I hear somebody, I hear some yeah, work Denny, going Yeah, I had uh, some three dogs uh, going bananas on a stranger in the uh, driveway, so I had to take care of that quick. 
Oh, how was the stranger? Did he survive? <laughs> he did. She did. <laughs> she did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, uh, our, our uh, phone lines are down, so if you have a question, like we have a bunch right now via text. Same number, though, 651-989-9226. Send us that uh, home improvement question via text. Here's one, Andy. Uh, it says, drilling into vinyl siding. Uh, with limited choices, can you safely drill holes into the vinyl siding on your home and not have the fear the uh, caulking one day will crack or shrink over time and end up with water damage inside your house? What do you think about uh, that question? Well, caulking will fail eventually. It's something that you should inspect on an annual basis, um, especially when it comes to like a, a product like vinyl. Vinyl is going to move on the wall more than almost any other siding product. So the more it moves, the more chance for that caulking to fail. So just make sure you're using a high-quality outdoor caulking. I like the OSI quad caulking. is probably our favorite. It has, when it, when it bonds, it actually can flex a little bit and move. But even that caulking should be inspected on an annual basis for cracks or peeling. And if that happens, just put a new bead of silicone on. Okay. All right. Thanks for that. Again, the text number is 651-989-9226. We get, uh, as you know, Andy, a lot of questions about decks and uh, decking, decking materials. Here's one that uh, has a question about composite decking. Uh, is composite decking ground contact safe? Texter would like to use it as a stair tread on a hill using timbers as the risers. What do you think about composite decking with ground contact? You know, I, I know each of the manufacturers have specifics on, on what you can do with the product. Um, it's No matter the building material, the, it's always a good idea to try to keep as much of it away from the soil as you possibly can. Now, having said that, like our, our fascia product and things like that that, that sit on the, the soil, I wouldn't put it in the soil, but it can come into contact with it, our Zuri product or our ASEC material but it wouldn't be something I would want to have buried. Okay. No, I may be getting a little bit ahead of, ahead of ourselves here, uh, but tomorrow being August, uh, the state fair is not that uh, far away, and we're just uh, uh, hearing some information from uh, our folks at uh, CCO that we should be doing our normal shows, if normal is a good word, on uh, Saturday mornings. Uh, and, uh, and you're going to be there, right, as usual. Mm-hmm. And, but what about Linda's construction? I mean, you're always uh, has, has a presence, Linda's does, at the State Fair. And I assume this year is going to be no exception. No, it will not. We will be in the, uh, the lower level of the grandstand, a new booth location. I can't remember the exact booth spot, but it's still, uh, we were in the lower level, what, two years ago? Yeah. And we're there again, and uh, we'll have, uh, be able to display our, our skylights, our leaf guard gutters, our roofing, our windows. You name it, you can come to our booth and, and check it out. And like always, we have a really awesome state fair special that we're cranking off a little early. So it's free labor on leaf guard gutters, GAF roofing, infinity windows by Marvin. Wow. Is that in effect like as we speak? As we speak. Oh, right. A little early shot on the state fair. But, yeah, come and see Andy and the, the, the crew at uh, Linda's Construction, uh, certainly at the CCO Broadcast Center at the state fair and then at the uh, – the lower level of the grandstand as well, if you want to see Linda's construction themselves. Yeah, a lot of, uh, as usual, a lot of displays. So we talk about the leaf guard gutter. You can be able to see that display. And, and I love those GAF shingles, as you know. 
Uh, I mean, they not only are they long-lasting, I know I'm kind of getting off the subject here, but they're so good-looking. I mean, that's that the aesthetics is still part of the deal, isn't it? It is, and that's why we're we're still happy that we have uh, Glenwood shingles available. We're one of the only people in the country that are still installing those shingles, and my opinion is it really is the the best looking shingle GAF has made, uh, the, the the thickness of it, and again, it's the only shingle that I've ever installed that I've never heard about hail damage on, and that's important with the the amount of storms that we seem to be getting year after year. You know, putting a roof on is never a fun process, and Having to do it uh, two years after you did it already once is uh, is really a, a kick in the gut that's not fun for anyone to go through. What about uh, the Lindis Construction crews as far as roofing now? Are you getting jobs done, and, and how long will that continue into the season? A couple of seasons. You know, we're, we usually get to mid-November, maybe December, depending on how the weather holds out. Uh, you know, the, the air quality has been a concern, and the heat oh, yeah. has been a concern recently the last couple of, of weeks, so... I know um, we've been starting marketably earlier as, uh, as homeowners allow us to, just so we can hopefully be done by maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon on, on some of those days. Just, you know, you've got you to work your way through it and be smart. And, you know, sometimes it's uh, taking a, a couple hours off early in the afternoon is the smart move. And the smoke from that Canadian fires is certainly no help. In fact, uh, we have that, uh, that air quality uh, basically concern until uh, Tuesday afternoon. So uh, so keep that in mind. Everybody should keep that in mind. Here's a, here's a text to Andy that says, I have a, uh, you can relate to this, a partial wood foundation basement. Would it be good to spray foam the crawl space and rim joists? Just wondering if uh, having a rubber membrane on the outside would cause a moisture issue with the wood being encapsulated. What do you think of that? No, you should be fine as long as, the the wood is fine before you do the spray foam. In fact, you're you're going to make that that space even more comfortable and more than likely protect that wood even even further because you're going to be able to run a, a proper dehumidification system and and none of that moisture is going to be able to get to that wood. And when it comes to your home as a whole, the rim is just as important in the attic as as we get into winter time. So a lot of times, Denny, when we go to inspect people's insulation, we find out that the, the rim is the problem is, that's causing the stack effect. When we put the, the blower door on and we can do, check out the pressure of the house, if we go in your basement, sometimes it's like a wind tunnel. Like we, mm-hmm. we use those electronic uh, vaporizer wind detectors down there. So you oh, yeah. hit a button and, and, and vapor comes up and you can see which way the wind is coming from or where the draft is. And sometimes these rims, you can feel it on your face. It's like somebody opened up a window in the basement. And if you could, I know we have to take a break here, but explain exactly what a stack effect is. You've used it before. So as it gets really cold outside, this is where people start feeling the drafts coming out of their windows and their outlets and, and, and things of that nature. So what it is is, is because air is able to move from the rim and your top plate is starting to suck air down your walls. So as the, the pressure changes outside, as the temperature drops, you actually start to pull that cold air up from your down your attic wall and is trying to get out the rim. So you're, you're pulling all this warm air out, and you're starting to feel the drafts come out there. And as it gets warm, an actually reverse stack effect can happen, and it starts to pull that air up into the attic. And then, you know, that's where you get all your frost issues. So you, you get all these cold surfaces in your attic, Denny. Yeah, And it starts to pull that air in the wall up into the attic, and then that warm air meets those cold surfaces, and that's where we get your mold, your rot, and, 
you know, I've seen thousands of dollars worth of damage caused by that. All right, I'll tell you what, Andy, let's do this. If you're just joining us uh, here on our Home Improvement Show, we welcome your Home Improvement type of questions for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction via text only. No phone system this morning, sorry to say, but we will be glad to uh, answer your text questions, and we'll have, uh, we have some standing by, as a matter of fact. So add to it, if you like, 651-989-9226. We have about another half hour of the show to go. So send those home improvement questions via text, 651-989-9226. We've now moved to 68 degrees in the Twin Cities. We're going to have a look at that forecast coming up here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those uh, folks, uh, give them a call at 1-800-LEAFGUARD or check them out on the web, lindusconstruction.com. Andy Lindus, as usual, answering your home uh, improvement questions today. And again, Andy, for those folks just joining us, uh, here at CCO, the phone system is down, but we do have uh, a great tech system so if you have any kind of a home improvement question, that's the way to get in, is just call 651-989-9226 and uh, give us your tax question. And we have a bunch of those, 651-989-9226. All right, Andy, let's see here. Here's one. It says, do you know hmm, approximately what year or years they stopped building homes with lead pipes in them? This uh, texture is thinking about buying an older home, but... Don't want to replace the pipes. I should know that, but I don't. Do you have any idea? You know, um, I can guess the maybe the timeline in which it happened. Would it be late 70s, early 80s would be my guess? I know by 78 we stopped using almost all lead in houses. That's true. That's true. Um, but I don't know about the, the cast iron piping and, and things like that that – and and you're right. It's, it's it's usually only a matter of time before some of that stuff has to go. Yeah. Um, the first home I owned in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, 33rd and 8th Street, just uh, about a half a block away from the Frigidaire factory. And uh, I mean, Denny, I uh, you pay more for a truck than I paid for that first house right now, by the way. Oh, I believe but, that. Uh, oh, one yeah. of the first things we did, and 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 God bless my father. I mean, he can. Nothing grosses that man out. He can get in with the grime and the gunk and, and just make it happen. And we took that part down, and we, we took one of those pipes down, and it fell down, and, and, and my dad took a full frontal of the stuff coming out of that, that pipe. Ooh. Didn't even bat an eye. Grabbed the garbage can and started picking stuff up and started grabbing the sawzall and dirty now. Might as well get dirtier and, and finish the job. <laughs> it, it was, uh, I was happy to have him around that day. Well, I would imagine so uh, when, when you, uh, not only your dad, Kevin, but, uh, uh, but you and your crews have seen various things in the attic spaces you've crawled in, right? Yeah, you know, um, this is a phone call. I was with uh, another contractor. Uh, this contractor is out of uh, the Madison, Wisconsin area, and he received a phone call from one of his technicians the other day, and this is the first, any of what we've seen in attic. I don't know why. Um, why it would be, and I'm going to follow up and figure out what they found out with this customer, but someone ran heat tapes inside their attic. Hmm. 
So underneath the insulation, and you know, heat tapes are those things that people run on the roofs to get rid yeah. of ice dams. Sure. You plug them in, and, and they they'll, they'll warm up. Well, I just can't. I'm still trying to figure out what the reasoning be for putting those in the attic space would be. It just it doesn't make sense outside of current, like a, a fire hazard. If you're trying to create a fire hazard, might be a good thing to do. But I know they walked away from the job until they could figure it out. They don't want to cover it up with spray foam. My goodness. Uh, speaking of. Uh of uh, attic spaces, uh, Andy, this uh, texter says uh, their attic has 65 plus years worth of stuff in it. So clearing it out is not an option. Their question to you is, uh, can your home performance test still be done? And is there any type of uh, um, uh, probably uh, imaging rather to show more difference in temperature? Uh, yeah, you know, the infrared imaging that we take, you're going to definitely find out where the, the hot and cold spots on your house, especially if it's a day where the outside temperature is greatly different from the inside temperature, whether it's really hot outside or really cold outside. That really tells us a lot of things that we can find out in the house. And it's 70 degrees outside and 70 degrees in your home. Infrared imaging doesn't tell us a lot of yeah. things. Now, can we do a blower door test when you're using your attic space as, as a storage area? For sure. Are you going to like what we find? Probably not, because usually it's going to be that we have to insulate your attic further and, and do some air sealing up there, which usually means a lot of that stuff has to come out of your attic. An attic space, it's, uh, it's nice to store things that you never have to look at again, but, but really, um, when, you, when you look at the majority of the homes in the Twin Cities, Denny, by the time you get the proper amount of insulation in there, for us that's an R50 to an R60, there's not a lot of space up there for, for storage. So if you're, if you're building a false floor, you're probably only going to have maybe eight inches of insulation in there, and that's not enough. Unless you're spray foaming the entire thing, then, then you can get away with that. Yeah, and I was going to ask you a follow-up on that uh, with, with spray foam. Once you have that done and maybe you blow in some uh, various types of in, whatever your, your choices of insulation – Eventually, you don't have to replace the foam, but you can just, what, add to that uh, insulation, that blown-in insulation uh, as, as a precaution down the years later, right? Yeah, you, you very well could. But, you know, if, if you go with the R50 of spray foam in your attic, yeah. it's not going to take up a lot of space, and you're probably never going to have to do anything else to that attic. In fact, I know that the spray foam people don't, don't like to talk about the, the strength that, that happens to a house. But, but I'm telling you, once you, you – it's just – think of it this way. Once you spray foam, every rafter and piece of wood up there is now connected. So the movement that can happen in that, <clears throat> that, that space yeah. is very, very small. And I know you can walk on it. Um, You've got to be careful still if you don't put down – if you're, not, you're only going with like two inches of spray foam, you can still hurt the ceiling below it that can move. So you can get nail pops. So I would still try to walk on rafter tails unless you're going to put in – you know, an R50, then you should be pretty good. Then you can put some boards over the top of it and do as much storage up there as you want. It's amazing stuff. And boy, does it make a difference in the heat and cooling of your home. Unbelievable efficiency. Yeah. All right. And this is kind of a... like me, Denny, and oh. energy bills right now are, are something that uh, are, are opening up a lot of people's eyes because it's, it's not cheap. Oh, absolutely. That's when I took a look at the, the bill uh, that, that came recently. I thought, wait, I thought it was going to be much worse given the heat. But I tell you what, because of all that insulation Lindis has done over the years, it's made a huge difference. 
this uh, kind of a follow-up on what this texter was saying about the attic and the and the storage space, and they they also say, would it be better, because you've approached this already, would it be better to wait a few months until it's cooler out for that infrared imaging? And you said, yeah, that's... Yeah. it's When it's cooler, it always works better. All right, if you're just joining us, text messages only because of a down phone system. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, send that text at 651-989-9226. Andy Lindis answering those questions. Uh, best product a listener wants to know to reseal a patio with a decorative stamped pattern. Best product to reseal. Would you put an epoxy type or or, or whatever coating you call it uh, these days on that? Could you no, do that? Um, Not with a stamp year, I, I don't know the exact brand um, I got from my concrete guy, but I know they got it at Semstone. Um, it's a just a normal concrete seal. You just want to make sure the the pad is is all clean, all the the debris is off, and it's probably something you should almost do on an annual basis on on that decorative type concrete, especially if there's a lot of traffic on it. Just a, a normal concrete sealer sprays on and and it dries pretty quick. You usually can just stay off it for a day and you, you're you're okay. Now, if it was a week like last week and it was humid as as it was, you might want to hold off on on doing those yeah. type of projects. But it uh, it's just a normal concrete sealer, I think, is what he's looking for, Denny. No, I agree with Andy. Uh, uh, to our listener, give Semstone a call. Your local uh, Semstone, C E M, like th- think cement and stone, Semstone, and those pros will uh, give you some idea of what the deal is. All right. This texter, this listener, has a 74-by-100-foot pole barn used for hay and cattle. Can gutters be installed that will handle the 100-foot length and half of the 74-foot width and stay on from snow slide off in the winter? They say the cows walking on the rain runoff creates deep mud. What do you think of that picture, Andy? Uh, you know, with, with metal roofing, Denny, I usually would only recommend uh, leaf guard gutters. Now, 100 feet to one downspot on any type of gutter system is a bad idea, but with leaf guard, um, you can start up high in the center, put a downspot on each side, so you're only going 50 feet to each one, or put one in the middle depending on how long it is. It should be able to handle all of the rain. Sometimes with metal roofs, you have to trim the edge of the roof because the overhang is too much, or we have to build out the fascia. Hmm. But with metal roofs, Denny, we get a lot of work. Because people put a regular gutter up there, and then the snow comes off, and, and sometimes it takes off the entire fascia board work because people put a regular gutter up there, and then the snow comes off, and, and sometimes it takes off the entire fascia board with it. Wow. With it uh, that one year when we were, we were getting, I don't know, was, people were worried about the snow loads and the weights on, yes, on, on the roof. That year, when, when that snow started to come off that metal, I mean, it took a lot of gutters off it. And the way LeafGuard's shaped is shaped to discourage anything but liquid water from entering the trough. So if snow wants to come off, you're able to come off. Now, having said that, the one drawback about, about leaf protection-type systems is sometimes you can get some icicles on the outside coming out. Or an ordinary gutter is, is, is shaped to try to build that ice back up onto your roof. LeafGuard is shaped to make sure that ice is coming down. Now... Ice, no matter where you're dealing with it, is not fun. But given a choice of having icicles coming down or ice back up on your roof, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the icicles coming down every day, all day. I agree. I'm with you. All right, Andy, hang on. We're going to take a break, invite our listeners, and we have more texts uh, to answer. If you have a uh, home improvement question, send it by text only at 
888-900-9226. 68 degrees in the Twin Cities. We are on our way to near 85 today, near 80 tomorrow, but still widespread smoke in the area. Stay tuned to News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. We are here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour on CCO answering your home improvement type of questions. This morning, by uh, text only because of a down phone system, uh, if you're just joining us, yeah, that's the issue. But we'd be glad to grab your home improvement questions by text. And that number is 651-989-9226. Andy Lindis, of course, answering those questions. And we do have more, Andy, so let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, here's one. It says, uh, I have two Marvin patio doors where the weather stripping on the uh, bottom is uh, wearing, needs replacing. I'm having trouble finding who services these. I need some recommendations. Uh, what do you think? What would you uh, direct this person to do? Well, we, we do that type of work. Um, and if you were to call Marvin directly, you know, chances are if you're any type of do-it-yourselfer, this might be a project you can do. The, the changing the weather stripping on most doors is not as difficult as you would think. And if you look in the maybe the corner of your glass somewhere, you might be able to find a code or on the inside of the frame for that door. So if you call up Marvin, they're able to tell you, you know, you're able to give them that code. They're able to tell you exactly the part to order. And usually you're going to be pleasantly surprised on, on the costs of those parts and the availability of them. It's usually not that big of a deal and not that big of a project. And as far as uh, windows, I know you like Season Guard, and I know you like uh, the Marvin Infinity window. I, when uh, when folks come out to the Minnesota State Fair now, maybe folks just joining us now, uh, you had mentioned earlier your uh, Lindis Construction is going to be in the grandstand, lower level of the mm-hmm. grandstand at the State Fair. What uh, what kind of things are we going to be able to say? I know we're probably going to see the leaf guard gutter system for sure. What else? Well, you're going to see the Infinity windows by Marvin. You're going to be able to see the Everwood product by Marvin there. That's the, the wood that's not wood. But, I mean, we stain it to any color to match your house. And, I mean, as far as a fake wood goes, this looks as close to wood as anything I've ever used. You're going to be able to see our, our skylights, our GAF uh, asphalt roofing, our LP smart side. You name it, you'll be able to show up. And uh, we always have a lot of fun giveaways for the fair as well. Oh, yeah, always. Uh, this this uh, next text is kind of related to what we talked about last week uh, as far as uh, uh, sunken concrete. This one is, I think, uh, maybe the same. It says this, can you recommend a concrete lifting company? Our walkway from our stamped concrete driveway has heaved, creating a two-inch uneven seam. Uh, is that another job for uh, for Jesse? It sure is. So, yeah, get a hold of uh, safebasements.com and uh, talk to them about their foam jacking process. And they've been able to level out many a walkways of our, of our customers. And anyway, I don't know how many times we recommended them for this, but uh, I've gotten zero complaints from any of their customers. Oh, I believe it. I mean, they're, they're great work. And, it's, uh, and they, <clears throat> they're very cautious about this because, like we talked last week, uh, you can overdo this foam thing. And, but, but you... Backing up a little bit, you you and they like, uh, and I too agree, foam jacking more than mud jacking. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, there's mud jacking, sand jacking, foam jacking. Um, foam jacking makes the most sense uh, when it's a smaller hole that gets drilled into your concrete, so it's easier to hide. 
too, um, you know, it, it, you have an opportunity to maybe even compact the soil a little bit more. So the chances of it settling again are less. Could it happen? Yes, for sure. But not like mud jacking and sand jacking. It seems like the, the customers I know that have had that done usually have it done or are having issues again a year or two down the road. I'm trying to uh, translate uh, <laughs> this text message. Sometimes people can... Uh, can speak their their text, and sometimes it comes out garbled, and I'm going to try to translate this one, and I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> it says uh, it's a, a 1922 home. Some of them end up to be pretty funny, actually. But the 1922 home with a covered porch, and every spring water comes out of the porch ceiling, and it says no snow on the roof thinking I'm getting a big ice ball frost buildup inside the porch roof attic space. Uh, and I think they want to ask, how do you eliminate heat coming in from the house into the cold porch roof? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, do you, what would you suggest? And I'm not sure. I would have to get in there and, 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 and check that out. But no snow on the roof usually means that it melted off somewhere. So you might have a leak somewhere up on that roof. I would check your flashing. Start with the most obvious stuff first. Check your flashing and check the main roof. It could be leaking on the main roof coming down the wall and getting out that attic space. You know, I, I've seen where water comes out in a ceiling that, inside a, a space. That water can be coming from a very long ways away before it shows itself. I've, it's, I've been flabbergasted on a few occasions trying to figure out where water's coming from. And when we finally find it, it's like, how is it getting way over there? And it's just, you know, it, it, it travels on and it, it, it can. It can be, it can surprise you. But I would start with the obvious things first. Your flashing's on your roof, but I wouldn't be alarmed I wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary if the water's coming from the upper roof into that lower roof before you're seeing it. Frost ice ball from heat escape, can that be a, a, an issue? Yes, but I would probably put that as a, the, the, one of the last things I would check out. Well, I tell you, if you, uh, uh, if you need uh, some insulation, you want to get in touch with uh, these guys at Linda's Construction. Uh, yes or no, we just have seconds to go. Would having adequate attic insulation help with the upper level of the home be less humid and warm? Yes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, how do we get in touch, and, and what, what are the deals now? you got an early start on the state fair specials. Tell us yeah. quickly about those. Free labor on the installation of leaf guard gutters, infinity windows by Marvin, and GAF asphalt roofing. As always, all estimates are free. We'll come out, use all of our diagnostic tools, and really try to help game plan the best thing for your home. And there is no obligation on that. If you like what we do, great. If not, not a big deal. So 1-800-LEAFGUARD, always the easiest, easiest number to remember, and lindisconstruction.com. And you will like what they do. Andy, let's talk again the next week. We'll do another show, and we hope we'll have uh, phone lines all, all set up instead of the string and two tin cans. What do you think? <laughs> We'll do that. Have a great day, Denny. All right, you too. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, Coming up next hour, investing with confidence here on CCO. Widespread smoke here in the Twin Cities and surrounding areas. It's going to be that way till uh, Tuesday, so stay tuned. Right now, west winds at 7, smoke and haze, and currently uh, 68 degrees in the Twin Cities. Stay with us.